Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Hell's Rebels Adventure Path. The sad one. The uh, sad more sad one. ones, yeah. Welcome back. So to recap, our heroes following their investigation into the death of the seamstress Para, who had been the newest victim in a string of tiefling murders, had determined that there were actually tooth fairies responsible for the murder and not an actual individual. Following this clue, they then made their way to the Belial's Brew House, a tavern and brew house that had gone out of business sometime in the past. And upon arriving, they had been confronted by a swarm of tooth fairies. We're in a long battle at Ensoon, and surprisingly, everyone made it out with all their teeth, which was yeah. uh, <laughs> a little Thank bit you hero points. Hero points. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, hero points, because I was like, oh, I'm getting two in one turn. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, remind me to talk about what happens if uh, if you guys don't move out of their space and they get to use their three action oh, move, no. which oh, is amazing. I bet it's real bad. Oh, no. <laughs> I bet it's rip out all your freaking teeth. Good lord, yep, does a lot of damage. But a battle had then ensued, wherein the party had uh, done their best to defeat said tooth fairies. A couple criticals had flown uh, out, including Adria and Cesare, both yeah, doing, pew, doing pew. some criticals from range. Yeah, go Ooh. magic users. Yeah. And you guys got your first taste of uh, second edition combat against the swarm, which mm. uh, is a little bit easier for spellcasters, and I feel like still just as hard for melee uh, Yeah, it was yeah. not fun at all for <laughs> well, melee. Your weapons worked. They did work. Uh, yeah, true. at least the weapons yeah. work. I think it's better all around, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. I also like getting a save for their effect. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, although, again, the, the ability to just roll over someone and just go action, action, make two saves, take 2d6 points of damage per attack. Is oh, yeah. Great. No, it's still brutal. Yep. You would then, after defeating the Tooth Fairies, driving a, a half dozen of them had managed to escape, but you still managed to blow up the vast majority of them into a 15-foot radius... Mm. Uh, explosion of, of basically gross. tartar dust yes but now that we know what we're looking for we can like put people aware and we can be like j- just smash mash everyone adopt a cat <laughs> yeah. yeah just just get a bunch of kitties and hand them out to everyone well, since it, since tooth fairies work in swarms now i don't know if the six that got away can even make a swarm so everybody well they work in swarms and individually yeah. Oh, oh okay. good. Great. Great. Awesome. The swarm is just Wonderful. a higher challenge rating. All right. So side quest for some dent. When we have some downtime, we're gonna go hunt down the remaining tooth fairies. <laughs> but you're gonna say side quest for some dental work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tooth fairies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the party had then began to investigate. Uh, Adria, Lucia, and Vittoria searching the majority of the room, whereas Cesare and Nicolo went to where the tooth fairies had emerged from behind the tables in the far furthest corner of the brew house. Niccolo and Cesare had there discovered the sad sight of a broken, toothless body of a young, tiefling child. Not toothless. It had one. Well, yes. Still had one tooth remaining, actually. Uh, The child's body has been tightly wrapped with thick, preserved either leather or sinew or something. Its wrists and ankles shattered and bound with cold iron chains. All but one of its teeth had been knocked from its jaw. There are also what appear to be tiny writing on the leather or whatever straps are holding the child. Cesare's gonna lean down and see if he can see what that says. What are you doing, Nicolo? Nicolo is very conflicted at the moment, but I will try to get closer and see if I can make any heads or tails of who this might have been. And Nicolo, are you looking over the injuries? Are you... I guess I default to... Trying to remove the... Well, no, Cesare is examining the manacles, so... 
are you examining the manacles or the the writing? I'm trying to look at the writing. Oh, I thought the writing was on the manacles. Sorry. No, the the writing's on the leather. It's been carved into oh, the leather straps okay. that, that wrap around the body. So then, in that case, uh, I'll try to release the manacles. I think. Do they have a lock or anything like that? Uh, they are locked. You may attempt a thiever check. All right. I'll try that. I roll a 10 for a 15. Nicolo, you said about trying to remove the manacles. 15 is unfortunately a failure. It's not a critical failure, but it Fair is enough. a failure. You can go ahead and attempt twice more if you so wish. Sure. I roll a 14 for a 19 uh, the first time. I don't know if that's better. Uh, you could tell with the 19 that you were not succeeding. Okay. You know what? Then I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stop trying. I think because I don't think I really have the skill for it. Okay. Yeah. So you try your best before just kind of being frustrated. Yeah. Cesare, the first thing that you note is this is not leather. These are dried sinews. Yeah. Uh, you also get a chance to look over this and do discover something. Sinews from what? That would be the next question. Is it a boy or a girl? Can I tell? It does appear to be a boy. He's wrapped in preserved sinew and I think it's an aklo the right thing. What the hell's <sighs> It's at this point that the other three of you can hear that they're overlooking something. Victoria we need you. Uh, be right there. I guess we all head in there. Yeah I mean yeah it's just in Nikola's mind Victoria is probably the first one he'd think of that's not already over here. Oh yeah she's the investigator. Yeah. Can I check out that pattern on, on the wall of teeth? And I'm guessing I don't recognize the person at all. This body seems to have been here for over a week okay. with no preservation or anything else. Uh, it's difficult at this point to determine who it might have been at all. Okay, that's fair. You can tell that it was a young boy. Um, you would estimate probably just preteen. So that's about it. Just makes me sick. Standing a little bit under five feet. It is not what I expected to find here. Is it all right if I Please look do. him over? Victoria would like to step forward and examine the body. All right. So, Adria, you're wanting to look at the cir- the symbols on the surrounding wall. Uh, Lucia, are you up to anything? Um, since Lucia doesn't really want to look at the body, I will keep an eye on the front door to make sure that nobody comes in behind us. Okay. Um, Chester is actually going to cast Detect Magic. All right. And Nicola? Um, Nicola is going to take a look around and see if he can find, like, a trap door or something. We know that there's a cellar here, but we haven't seen an entrance into it yet, right? That is correct. All right. I'll see if I can find one. So, Adrian, you make your way forward, look over the uh, the odd designs hammered into the wall. These are sacred to, to creatures from the first world. You find them all over the place on uh, feytrods and gates and that sort of thing. So I guess it ain't that surprising to find them here since tooth fairies were fey. Although I bet it would take a lot of time to pound them into this pattern, so they've been here for a while. Do you think they were here before they started murdering on the night fashions? Uh, I don't I don't. It's hard to tell. I don't know. Do Tooth Fairies speak Aklo? They were yelling in Sylvan when they were attacking. Yeah, there's something weird there, because Sylvan and Aklo ain't the same. Huh. Aklo is a very odd language for us to find here. It's mostly spoken by creatures from beyond this world. Great. I love it. You know, I... Aberrations, the great old ones and their followers, the like. I don't want to know nothing about that. So does that mean, like, this human guy that they saw that might have something to do with this isn't human? He, he may be a cultist of some sort. Huh. We would have to mm. find him. And he could just not be related at all. It is possible. 
Though it does seem odd, he was hanging around near the alleyway where the tooth fairies were and was watching. I, I mean, find it very coincidental. Yeah. I mean, they're still dangerous even without the teeth based on... She kind of like gestures over all the pinch marks all over um, Niccolo so. and Vittoria. Niccolo and Vittoria. Vittoria, looking over the body, you have determined to follow. This is strange um, and much different than I expected. Um, it doesn't seem as though he passed the same way the other victim did with having the teeth removed and then bleeding out. It It's almost like they burst out from within via an explosion. But that's not what seems to have killed him. Uh, this poor child was restrained and stabbed through the heart. Uh, a blade that had to have been strong enough and sharp enough to cut through the ribs. What? Oh my God. Through the ribs? Through the ribs. That sounds like cultist activity to me between that and the act. Can I know something about like the teeth bursting open? Is that like here is how you summon the fae, uh, the tooth fairies, and then they burst out of children's teeth as a sacrifice. Like, is that a thing? Um, this does jog memory for someone, though. I will say I'm going to have nightmares forever. Usually my teeth just fall out, but now they're going to explode out. I mean, <laughs> do you guys know what can cause that? And why the tooth fairies would have left the one tooth still here? Uh, he's aware the tooth fairies came from. Oh! If if a child's tooth or, well, an entire child is buried near somewhere with fey energies, they hatch from oh, the God. teeth. Oh, I actually uh, did know that from my research into tooth fairies. <laughs> uh, well, good <laughs> for you. <laughs> That's horrifying. <laughs> horrifying. I, I don't know if I said that specifically in my share lore, though, because I thought it was No, you most definitely gnarly. did not. Yeah. So at some point, this child was buried... And somewhere very, with lots of fey magic around. Okay, so somebody did? Um, this child was alive before he came here. He was killed here, not just simply buried. So is there, like, fey energy here? Adrian points at the wall out? of teeth. I mean, maybe, but if somebody stabbed this kid and, and manacled him and stuff, then, I mean... Maybe they knew some other way to make Faye burst out of teeth, you know? And Maybe that's what the Aklo is? Maybe, and maybe the Tooth Fairies left him here because he's kind of like their mom? If the, the wrapping in the sinew and leaving out as some form of burial, that might have been enough to <sighs> count. Mm. Did, did my detect magic detect any magic somewhere? There's no magic here. Uh, the only other thing that you guys have noted, Adria, is there is a single goat, gold tooth that's been hammered into one of the walls. Oh, I'm going to pull that out of the wall and look at it. If it makes any difference, those manacles are cold iron. So the Fae couldn't mess with them. I guess. I don't know. Huh. But that wouldn't be their primary thing anyway, right? Because they're just going to go for the teeth. So someone that brought this child here sacrificed him and left him to spawn the tooth fairies? It had to be a kid, right? That's what you said. And it had to have been intentional. Oh, yeah. You don't get accidentally stabbed through the rib. Well, I mean, intentionally here to to bear the fairies. Yeah. Some of the most evil of fae do speak Aklo. Are there any clues about who's been here that ain't us and ain't tooth fairies? I mean, we found the lock was damaged, so there's something there. So a spellcaster or somebody with, with uh, like, maybe alchemical training? It was definitely burned through with acid. Uh, can we look for tracks that aren't ours? Uh, I don't know. 
we kind of stomped all over this place, so. Uh, someone that wishes someone that is trained in survival could feasibly do that. I am not um, trained in survival. Niccolo, in the meantime, mm -hmm. in the far back of the bar, you've pushed aside one of these empty barrels to find a trap door that leads down into the cellar. There's a way down. Although we should probably investigate. Check it for traps because uh, yeah, we be we haven't been quiet. You have trap spotter, correct? Yeah, I do have trap finder, so I do that automatically. Well, are are we wanting someone to to look for tracks, or do we think it's moot point at this point? Maybe going forward, we look for tracks, like somebody going down to the cellar. Because if the long if somebody's down there and they heard us and they're doing stuff, then. Yeah, that's a fair point that they might be prepping traps or something for us. Which they've had plenty of time to do stuff, but let's not give them more time, maybe. <laughs> yeah. The room ain't going anywhere. Um, as a side note, just for... Uh-oh. Uh uh, the tendons that enwrap the body, Vittoria. Oh, yeah, what do those Because you are looking like? over the body. First off, they enwrap the entire body, so it's almost like mummy wrappings. Like a cocoon. Ooh, weird. So they It's need not a just like bindings at one point, but for Vittoria... You know, I didn't think I could hate Tooth Fairies. They more. just get worse. I was going to say, they made them worse in second edition because now not only do they swarm. Oh, I'm sure this was part. I wonder if they were. I'm sure them hatching from teeth was a thing in first oh, edition. Was it? I just didn't oh, know. Oh, I, did I did not know that. <laughs> I would imagine that it was. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Do y'all remember that movie, that scary movie that came out like in Doctor the early Falls? 2000s, I think, where they were. Yeah. Yeah, Tooth Fairies were the. No, no, it's just the one lady, yeah. but then there was the other one with Katie Holmes. Where it was the tiny. Oh, uh, that tooth also fairies. had tooth fairies. Yeah. Like tooth, yeah. tooth fairies. That was the Guillermo del Toro. That was one. Guillermo. Yeah. Well, he he produced it. Yeah. Yeah. Victoria, yeah. uh, yeah. looking this over, you do discover uh, one more possibly disturbing aspect. Great. Does everybody want to know what I'm about to say? If it's a pertinent to the investigation, we need yes. to hear it. The sinews that are enwrapping this body are from an adult humanoid. Possibly two, and they could be tieflings. Could they be parents? Possibly. I don't know. Have you heard anything about an entire family having disappeared? The boy I know was an orphan. There was also an old man, the uh, fishmonger. He had disappeared hmm. as well. And a third? Don't know about a third. We only know huh. of the other victims, but they have all been found. And I don't think any of them were missing a... Okay, well... <sighs> No, we should head into the cellar. Yes, we should. Yeah. We need to find who is responsible for this as soon as possible. Chick, chick. Load my crossbow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Niccolo, you reach down, grab the rope ring, pull this up. A cool breeze just kind of escapes as the pressure difference between the upstairs and the downstairs equalizes. Almost as if this entire place has settled so much that it just entrapped the air. Coming up from below is a foul smell. Do you send down the ladder? Yes. Swinging your legs over, grabbing onto the rungs. This is one of those ladders where it's uh, actually attached to the trap door also, so it gives you someplace good to grab on. You descend down into the darkness. The world going from color to black and white as your dark vision absorbs what little there is to see here. The chamber below is not large. Maybe about 25 feet at a side. So still decent size. The walls here are lined with wine racks, although all of them are empty. A rope and pulley system is attached right next to the trap door, where it looks like a small cargo net could basically carry up the kegs far enough up that someone could lean down and pull them out of the trap door without having to use the ladder. The center of the room contains two tables. Both of them are bare, although at the feet of both of these tables are reeking 
wicker baskets. There's this thick smell of copper and offal and rot. There's a dog cage in the corner. I'm guessing there's no dogs. There are no dogs. Flies buzz merrily about the room, as I suppose you step off the ladder. Do I see any other doors or anything from this place, or is it just the trap door going up? There are no further exits from this chamber. Lucia, come on down. I don't think there's anyone here. Okay. She climbs down, wrinkling her nose at how disgusting this smells. Ah. Oh. oh, no, don't... Oh, don't tell me the cage is for not a dog. It's not for a dog. Ah, oh, that's just sick. What's going on down there? Everyone, come on down. I think you need to see this. Okay. Descending down the ladder, you see the same as Niccolo did. Each of you step off the bottom rung. The smell is nearly unbearable. Cesare's going to be brave and check a basket. I think Lucia's going to start looking to see if there's maybe a secret passage off of this. Okay. Victoria's going to go examine the tables. I will look at tables as well. Okay. Nicola? I mean, a part of me just wants to smash this entire place, but that wouldn't be helpful. Clues, yeah. Nicola. <laughs> Save that for after we're done with it. That's why I'm not doing it, but there's still a part of him that wants to. Should I remind you guys that you mentioned something about looking for traps before you all walk over this room? Yeah, yes. I'll, I'll look for traps. traps and see. Oh, tracks. Yeah, tra tracks. tracks. I actually tracks. can look for tracks. I am trained in survival, so I'll do yeah, I, traps. I actually can too, so I think Vittoria will also help with that. Nicolo, Vittoria are looking for tracks. Cesare is mm -hmm. inspecting one of the baskets. Adria is inspecting, I suppose, Tables. the table. And Lucia is doing a circuit of the room. That is correct. Okay. And actually, uh, Cesare, if you'll make me a fortitude save while you're at it. Uh, Cesare rolls a 10, which gets him a 14. Okay. There's tracks here. Tracks in the blood. Boots. Slender with a heel on the back. Um, probably someone... I mean, the shoe seems like it's probably a woman's shoe, but it's hard for me to tell. Hmm. That could be a half-elf or an elf. Oh, could be could an be. elf. I mean, it, like I said, it's just a supposition. I don't know. Hmm. At the very least, it doesn't describe either person that's missing. Perhaps it's our mysterious friend. Perhaps. Well, whoever it is, they got all the tools here for butchery. They're not clean. They're still sticky. With you know, blood. Cesare, I imagine you make your way forward. Lift the top of the wicker basket off. For the rest of you, probably Lucia just kind of glancing and watching the rest of the group. You see Cesare just stop, look down at it for a long moment. Place wicker basket back on top of it. Kind of turns and walks a few steps away. And then that's that slowly breathe in, breathe out. And keeps himself from throwing up. What? The basket is uh, full of muscle and flesh. Niccolo's tail flicks sharply. It's, it's it's probably whatever's left after harvesting the tendons. I guess we should take it to get them laid to rest? We should stake out this building. Whoever's behind this is not here, and they obviously use it to some sort of hideout. I don't know when they're coming back. It might be a while. Well, they did what they wanted to do, right? They called the tooth fairies. <sighs> Seems that way. Is, is there anything else we have to go on? Otherwise, unfortunately, we've reached a dead end. A woman that wears boots... Not exactly uncommon. Well, there's no other doors, like, hidden away in here, so... Yeah, this is pretty much it. So all we have to go on is that there was a man, perhaps nearby the Tooth Fairies, and some footprints in the blood. Well, whatever knife they used to do this is not the is not any of these knives they got on this table. It's probably the same one they stabbed. Cesare nods, you saying what he was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> 
So that's probably probably their weapon of choice, to be honest. Anybody know anyone that speaks Aklo? If we are, if they are the watching the havoc that the Tooth Fairies have been inflicting upon the Devil's Nursery, we may still stake out the building when there's no more killings. They might come to investigate why, or perhaps to summon more. The question is why. The thrill of killing people. It may have something to do with whatever deity Chesare does the air quotes that they worship. Are there any deities who would be down with this? <laughs> I mean, I guess I could try a re- religion to recall knowledge if I know of any like tooth sacrificial deities. I mean, I can also try. I'm not trained, but I have a plus four. Probably gonna fail this. There's a Interestingly on enough, you do the you tie for the highest. Are you serious? Yep, but all of you <laughs> fail. Mm. But we all fail. <laughs> I, I don't know much about the Fey deities. Yeah, the only thing that I will give to Niccolo and Vittoria, Niccolo, Vittoria, and Cesare, is uh, there are evil Fey gods. Some of the um, eldest are evil. But why they're doing this, you have no idea. But then again, if Why do the Fey do anything? Yeah, the, the Fey deities <laughs> tend to all be chaotic, so there might not even be any reason behind this other than bringing more Fey into the world. But no, I think that's a good point, though. If somebody was monitoring them, they will figure out eventually that they're gone now. Cesare is going to pull um, Fetchin out of his pocket. So you pull out your figurine, you speak Fetchin's name. There's a soft pop, and now there's a silver bird. He stares up at you cross-eyed as he hops energetically from foot to foot. Cesare pulls out a piece of paper from his writing set and jots a quick note to Rexus saying, hey, if you speak Aklo, can you come to this address ASAP, please? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then sends Fetchin on his way. <laughs> okay. Again, I'm, I'm not going to stop you from doing yeah. that, although you are asking him to come out after dark when he won't be able to return before curfew when he is supposedly dead uh, after his entire true. family was murdered. Actually, I have a better idea. <laughs> Just can copy I it. copy down? Yeah, can I copy it down? Uh, copying it down would take a great deal of time. You're also not entirely positive which of these are marks from the cutting of the tendons and which of them are otherwise. You can collect all the tendons if you wish to take them with you. Ew. They have been dried. I that would doesn't make it better. Suggest that maybe we take the boy in his entirety maybe to the Clovenhoof Society so that we have time to properly look everything over? Nicola removes his cloak and wraps the boy up in it. Can we just try to decipher writing? Yeah. I mean, I can attempt it. Yeah. I can try it too. Yeah, so can uh, I. Am I, mean. I trained in society? Oh, I'm also trained in society. I guess I'll try. Cause comprehend languages is a second level wizard spell. I already looked. Yeah. And I'm guessing we are going back upstairs once we figure out that there's not much else. Yeah, and let's there. not hang yeah. out down here. Very well. So I suppose you climb upstairs. Uh, do you wish to use the pulley system to bring the bas- baskets up with you? Yeah. yeah, we should. Yeah. Those, even if we yeah. don't know who they are, they need to be cremated or something. Yeah. Yeah, these have got potential undead creations somewhere on them. Those awful monsters. Uh, so who all is attempting to decipher this writing? I will. I am. Victoria. Uh, I guess Lucia will try to, even though okay. she's not very good at it. I mean, anyone that's trained in society can attempt it. Oh. I am well, trained I guess I will it. too. Everybody. So, though. So you tell me there's a chance. Yeah, you never know. So you all settle in here. And again, if I can use my pursue a lead, I get up. I want to know who tied the boy up. Like, who took him. Okay. So So you're pursuing a lead. I feel like it would would apply. They probably wrote this, so, yeah. Well, um, Aklo is not one of my um, main languages that I am proficient in, but I... 
I'm able to decipher that this was indeed an engineered event. Hmm. Um, from what I can gather, this poor child was a sacrifice oh. um, to an occult ritual to uh, create the Tooth Fairies. And the murders of Devil's Nurseries were not random. Oh, These really? were engineered. How'd you figure that last part? I can't say for sure that tieflings were necessarily the intended target, but for everything that has happened, Devil's Nursery was definitely the intended place. Yeah, which is where most of the tieflings of the city live. Exactly. Yes. Interesting. So the right. fact that they're only, they've only killed tieflings, it's just coincidence? I doubt it because of the known population of Devil's Nursery. The tooth fairies were tools. Yeah, exactly. They were the, the tooth fairies weapon. don't care, but whoever set it up here probably wanted that outcome. So there's another killer. This building is pretty much almost in the center of Devil's Nursery, isn't it? Almost the exact center. Oh. This, a bi- <laughs> this building is in almost the exact center of the district. So I would some- give Heather a hero point for making that correlation because yeah, I didn't mention that a couple episodes call. back. <laughs> good call. So somebody who doesn't like tieflings and who has enough magic to be able to pull off some sort of ritual like this did this and is somewhere just out there. Yes. Yet it does seem likely that the man Zaya saw is probably involved in some way. Or at least a suspect, right? A yeah. non-tiefling in Devil's Nursery that late at night, right around the corner from where someone was being killed by the tooth fairies. Mm-hmm. But weren't the tracks downstairs feminine? I mean, I think so, but it's hard to know. Hmm. I mean, there could be multiple people working together. A cult. Could be. Or maybe he just has dainty feet. Yep, could be dainty. Maybe he's a half-elf. Oh, yeah. All right. She did to say he had his hood pulled down. She wouldn't have gotten a good look at his ears. Nope, this is attractive jawline. I guess we should take, you know, the kid and the baskets. The baskets. Um, yes. Nicola will go on ahead and... Uh, take off his cloak and wrap the child up in it and I guess pick him up. I guess I'll carry one of these nasty baskets. Cesare will get the other one since he's already looked in it. Yeah. I will point out that each of the baskets are over 150 pounds. Oh dear oh. god. Wow. It's it all of a- the contents of a humanoid it's person. It's a person without their yes. tendons, basically. Yeah. Or their... Uh, I'll take let me see if I got the bulk for carrying yeah, that. Yeah, I'm looking. Cesare does not I have, have the bulk, bulk to, carry that. to carry one of them. I mean, I have the bulk, I'll just be encumbered. Well, we'll walk slow. Yeah, I think that's all right. So I suppose, putting a pin on this evening, you make your way back to the Clovenhoof Society. Niccolo walking through the, the rain, soaking you now without your cloak, making your way back, carrying the child as tenderly as you can. Uh, the rest of you doing what you can to respectfully bring the other two of these three potentially nameless victims, Niccolo knows one child that's disappeared, but you have no idea if that's that child. You return back to the Clovenhoof Society, take them upstairs to the same room in which Para's in. Yes. Strea makes her way up, joins all of you. I imagine you quickly explain the situation to her. Yes. <laughs> Tell her yeah. not to open the baskets for any, per- for yes. any reason whatsoever. Oh my goodness. <laughs> they need to be cremated with full ritual rights. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll contact the the Church of Asmodeus tomorrow. I'm sorry, I didn't know what else to do with them. No, no, this is this is fine. Are we cremating the child as well? It'd be great if we could figure out who he was. I can't recognize him now, but there was a boy 
could be Vel, but there's no way to know. He was an orphan. There would be no one to claim him. I think that it's probably the best that we're going to get, unless somebody has some sort of magic that can figure it out. That's not really my uh, domain. It's okay, I wasn't really expecting it. If nothing else, we've at least stopped the tooth fairies, so we've put a crimp in their plans, but whoever did this is still out there. You shouldn't underappreciate the contribution that you've made. But if I ever find who did this... I know. I will make certain that they are taken care of. And knowing the church and the dotari, it is unlikely any questions will be asked. But I will explain. Would you wish that I leave your organization's name out of it? <laughs> yeah. About the please do. Uh, yes. I don't think the Dotari need to know about us. Is it alright if I stay here for the evening? I want to take notes on the writing on the wrappings. Of course. We have cots available for any of you that would like to stay. Uh, I may stay as well and maybe see what else I can glean from some extra examinations. Of course. There is a room just down the hallway. It's mostly used for storage, but we have some extra cots I can put in there. It won't be exactly maybe as comfortable as all of you are used to, but... We'll make do. I love sleepovers. <laughs> Raven says, smiling. Uh, Cesare is going to undo the manacles. Um, I roll a 14, which gets me a 20 on my thievery, a 21 with Raven helping me. 21 does not succeed. Wow. These are some very good locks. What is my thievery? Yeah, I've got a plus 8 thievery, so I'm not going to be much better than you. I have plus 5. You could keep trying, I mean. Cesare is going to copy down everything from the sinew. Yeah, okay. so, so is Victoria. Um, just so Victoria. we have it. Yeah, uh, collecting all of it together, it's almost 20 pages worth of wow. writing. Wow. Is there any other way to get these manacles off that's not thievery? Like, I don't know, like breaking them or... Breaking them... Cold iron. I mean, you could break them. Uh, that basically com almost removes any of the value or use of them. Uh, you could attempt to slide them over the hands uh, as the wrists have already been broken, but that would be difficult all to right. do. Cesare, I'll try one more time. I do roll a 16, which gets me a 23 with Raven's help. Uh, you fill a tumbler. Move. Oh, my God. Oh. That probably means it's a 25, to be 100% perfectly No, honest. no, that, that means you did get a success. You're multiple oh, checks okay. required. But yeah. you would need multiple successes to unlock this. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What's the check to pull them off the kid's hand? So you can just make a strength check to pull them off. Uh, I hope the kid's hand doesn't come I was thinking, like, yeah. if I could medicine it by, like, tucking his hand together the right way and then... Uh, due to the fact that in his position where he was laying, that was his arms were behind him, all the blood went down there, which means that the hands and the arms swollen. are swollen. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And these were already tight enough that he broke his wrist trying to break free from them. And with rigor mortis setting, having set in yeah. already, he'll be very difficult to like actually reposition his hands. I don't want this kid to go to the grave with manacles on. Yeah, but... I, I mean, you've gotten one success. You can keep trying. All right. Cesare rolls a 14, which gets him a 21 with Raven's help. So that's, again, not enough. 21 does not succeed. We aid some more. That's a perfect 20. I also got a perfect 20, so I aid you. <laughs> wow. I get an 8 for a 16, so I do not aid you. So that's a 28 with Raven and Vittoria. Very well. It takes some struggle, but yeah, you manage to eventually get the locks to pop and are able to remove these manacles. Adria takes them and hands them to Niccolo and says, I think we save them until we find whoever did this. 
if a fae is behind this, they are made of cold iron, it'll be useful. Oh, I was just kind of saying, you know, eye for an eye, but also I guess that. I don't think we need to go quite that far. I just want them gone. I'm also not quite sure we're going to be taken prisoners. Well. Because uh, these people are super evil. Lucia, I don't think you're quite understanding what she's intending. I'm not intending to summon Faye. I'm just saying, if you treat other people like dogs, sometimes you should be treated like a dog. I concur. Uh, you do have a pair of cold iron mandicles. They are worth 23 gold pieces. Oh, dear Jeez. God. Holy wow. crap. They are simple mandicles. Except they're made of cold but iron. Because yeah. they're made of cold iron, it increases the value by a great deal. Wild. But Wowzers. I guess after getting those off the kid and copying down all the aclo on the wrappings, Cesare will go try and get some sleep. Oh, we could look for who has the key. And if the key opens the manacles, then we know. I mean... Like Cinderella, yeah. but evil and dark. Now, on the plus side, you do have a pair of simple manacles that are a DC 22 to unlock, so Jeez. that might be useful. So. <laughs> Jeez, that's intense. I figure Vittoria stays up and is uh, spends a long time examining every inch, every hair, every whatever, and like is writing like detailed reports on everything, okay. just to make sure that she has missed absolutely nothing that could help. Okay. Uh, is anyone else wanting to do something that night? So um, is Zaya yeah. actually still there, or did she leave? Uh, Zaya is still there. I'd like to go talk to her if she's awake, but I don't want to like wake her up if she's sleeping. No, she's she's awake. Again, she sleeps mostly during the day. She's also she... a teenager. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, that's true, too. So, <laughs> God, yeah, man. Making your way downstairs, uh, yeah, you find one of the doors open. She's still in the same room where she was playing poker earlier, but now she's just you know, whistling to herself and absentmindedly building card castles that fall over before she gets to, like, the third tier. <laughs> she doesn't seem to be bothered by this. Yeah. Something to do. Hey. Hey. She reaches, you know, one leg over before kicking out one of the chairs across the table from her, far enough for you to sit down. Yeah, I'll take it. Um, sit down, mindful. Hopefully, my tail sticks out the back. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they're I all designed that I way. Said, she yeah. said she's a cut purse, but she got that swashbuckler's uh, swashbuckler <laughs> style of just being like kicking out a chair, like yeah. going all in on a on a bet. Like, seems really cool. Like she got that panache swagger to her. She's a she's a little more Han Solo. Yes, yeah. exactly. She'd shoot first. Oh, she would definitely shoot first. Oh, my God, yeah. So you, uh, you successful? Sort of. We, um, we found the the bats, and they were tooth fairies for sure. Yeah. They're gone now. You don't look too happy about it. No. There was, there was a boy. He was sacrificed to make them. Throne? Asmodeus? I don't know. Could be could be just some run-of-the-mill killer. It could be a cult of some kind. I don't know. She nods, looking towards the window, doing that thing where she's got a coin between her fingers and just walks them up and down between her fingers, back and mm. forth. I wish I could do that. I actually can't do that. but I can't do it very well. Yeah, but at the very least, the killing should slow. There are no more tooth fairies to carry it out, so... Mission accomplished. I suppose. Speaking of missions, though, I actually came to talk to you about something specific. You might have... I mean, you definitely noticed my new friends. Yeah, they're, uh... An e eka. Hmm. Hmm. It's three syllables. Starts with ek. E? Nah, I've ek. lost it. I'm honestly not sure what she was going for. Anyway, um... Eclectic was what she was going for. Oh, <laughs> okay. Okay, I see. Hmm. Well, they they're are... They're a strange group. They're an unusual bunch, yes, but... 
I like the cat. Everybody likes the cat, man. Yep. She's a she's a nice cat. However, um, we are looking to. I already know how you feel about Thrun. How would you feel yeah. about helping us take them down a notch? You got a heist planned or something? <laughs> Not oh, exactly. Yeah. Soon. <laughs> Not exactly. Soon. Opera house heist. Have you ever heard of the Silver Ravens? Uh, I think there was one in a magic shop somewhere in the Newt. <laughs> Either the Newt had it or the Newt Market. I can't remember. I hadn't heard of them either before I was told about them. They were a group from the war, the Civil War. They were reactionaries against Thrun, and we aim to revive them. We could use somebody with your skill and your heart. Huh. We have a sick secret lair. <laughs> but we don't oh, yeah. have health care yet, just so we're very clear on this. <laughs> yes. No perks. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm all about sticking it to people looking down on us from up on Temple Hill. But uh, no offense, big guy, you, you're not exactly the quietest, and the rest of your friends seem to be just about as loud. That's why I usually kind of work alone. The Fushi sisters are pretty sneaky. We, I mean... Not very loud. At the you moment... You are super loud. <laughs> but I have a sick stealth. I can be stealthy. <laughs> I can be stealthy. I just choose not to be. Exactly. Uh, at the moment, we're still getting, I think, a few things situated, but... Honestly, that might be the sort of thing we would need you for, is to find places, get inside, infiltrate, maybe leave some things or find out information for us. Secret spy stuff. She leans back, props both of her feet up on the table, kind of clacks her hooves together as she thinks. I love her so much. <laughs> I'm not against it, but I am kind of tied up in the middle of something right now. All right. Ooh. Something I can help with? Something you wouldn't approve of, so I'm going to say no. What are you doing? Let's just say I was down in the docks for more than just one reason. She's Robin Hooding. And uh, I've got a few other things I need to take care of first. But I don't imagine you're going to be done overthrowing Thrun by week's end, so... No. I would like to be, but that is extremely unrealistic, so no. I might need a few weeks. But maybe if I hear some good things about what y'all are up to, I might consider coming in out of the cold and no longer being a lone wolf trailing through the city streets. <laughs> I love her so much. I know. Well, when you're ready, then, let us know. Um, in the mm. meantime, though, you're sure you're not in any trouble? Oh, uh, no, I'm not in any trouble. Mm-hmm. And I'll let you know when I'm done with what I'm doing. Okay. I know where you live, and your locks are crap. I mean, I... <laughs> yeah, they are. I wish I could afford better, but that's all I've got. Hey, you have some manacles so. now. To be fair, <laughs> you've seen worse now. Door shut. <laughs> yeah. I love uh, the idea of I manacle my door shut and also I don't have the key, so I have to pick my locks every time that I walk inside. And it's hard to do. Because, like, with my thievery, I actually need to roll, I think, like, a 17 plus in order to actually unlock it. Mm. <laughs> That's how you get better. I go through so many lock picks. Yeah, like, my God. Um, it would have just been cheaper to buy a new door. Yeah, really. But, uh, very well. Then, when you're ready, let us know. And no pressure, of course. Of course. Okay. Well, you be safe out there, big guy. Hey, I'll keep an eye out, and then you stick to the shadows, all right? <laughs> I live in the shadows. <laughs> yes, I know, but still, I worry about you sometimes. Yeah, it's very nice. <laughs> but I don't need some big clumping guy over my shoulder messing it up any time that I'm trying to do something a, a little bit more nefarious. She taps her fingers together. 
<laughs> I see. Well, then I will leave you to your machinations. Enjoy. But mm. till next time. Yep, I'm a very busy woman. She begins stacking cards back up again. <laughs> I might actually just stick around and stack cards for a bit. That sounds fun. Yeah. Why not? But then probably go to sleep before long. <laughs> go to sleep at some point. Yeah, I mean, you know, like maybe three in the morning or something. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, you all rest up through the evening. Awaken the following morning. The sky outside is still overcast and gray, although the rain has stopped for now. Within about an hour or so of all of you waking up, the priests in their red and black regalia of Asmodeus arrive with a cart to collect the bodies. Cesare stays scarce when the Asmodeans are there. Likewise. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Very well. Yeah. I'll stick around and just... Estrella takes know. care of. Yeah. I was just going to say I'll stick around yeah. and just make sure everything goes smoothly, but I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. Estrella leads them upstairs. Um... Did you leave the tendons on the boy as well? I don't know how we could have You know, I don't them. really think that's a good idea. Yeah. Because, yeah, the Asmodeans. Mm -mm. It's evidence. Oh, that's a good point. Also, so. Yeah. 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 I, I think that in, in Victoria's investigation of the body, she probably would have cut them off and... Um, then we can burn them, them later because yeah, we, we can, have the notes. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Plus, it would have made it a lot easier to examine the rest of the body, you know, if it's not tied up like a mummy yeah mm -hmm. true true the priests collect the bodies load them into the cart and then take them to be cremated even by now the city's well the streets at the very least are already starting to pick back up adria yeah. hustles back to open her shop because it hasn't been opened in like two days all right well before sorry before you go um mm. just real quick what are we going to do next we don't really have any other leads i just yeah i meant more what is our next move for the, the ravens. Bar? I All mean, right. we put off going to clinch jars in order to complete this investigation, and I think we've seen it through as far as we can for the moment, so mm -hmm. perhaps we should plan on that. Sounds good. Um, the Rexus is quite learned. He may speak Aklo. We can take the notes to him. Mm. But other than that... If he finds out anything, then I, I suppose he'll send a raven, but otherwise, I'll meet you all tonight then. Clinch jaws. Sounds good. All right. Um, I think after we look into Clinchstraws too, we might want to investigate the murder of Rexus's family, um, especially since um, no bodies were found. So I'm, I still keep wondering if they are in fact dead. Interesting. What? That's the same side of town. You know, it's on the other side of the bridge anyway. I don't know if we can all exactly just waltz into the noble district though. Mm -hmm. I have ways of keeping hidden. Zaya may not trust my abilities, but they've gotten better. Well, we'll figure that out when we see what we're up against. We'll meet up at Clinchjaws first, then, and then see if we can't figure out anything about Rexus's household. So I suppose you all split to go your own separate ways? Yep. yep. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe this is a Sunday. It is a Sunday. Very well. Uh, so first things first, as far as... Uh, as far as everyone is concerned, uh, Sunday is when you're going to be required to spend for your cost of living. Mm-hmm. So do bear that in mind. Uh, Jess, since I believe you actually marked that out of your starting goal, don't worry about it for this first week. Oh, yay. So for everyone else, you will need to determine what your cost of living is. If I'm bumming off of uh, Adria, do I does that cost me anything? Uh, Adria, you're paying for comfortable? Yep. If you're paying for her also, then you're both at subsistence. You pay Because something. you're paying for a second okay, person. Okay, so I will pay. I don't, how much? <laughs> okay, how much is that? I'll just pay that. 
Uh, so subsistence is basically you have food. Uh, if you're living at Adria's, you can also just pay for your subsistence living. Although that does mean that you do not have access to anything that Adria does. I, it gets into that weird game mechanic thing where, yeah. like, technically, yeah, she owns things, but you don't. Um, Which is, so, makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, it's basically like you don't have enough extra clothes for Lucia. Um, she eats more than you do, probably. So Teenager. it would cost that much. Uh, if you are wanting to be at a comfortable living level, which is what I think most of you are probably close to, it's one gold piece. Uh, Niccolo's house is, you know, and his living is a little bit closer subsistence. You have a roof over your head to keep you generally warm, and you don't really have much else. Yeah. All right, we're going to need to make some money then, because uh, I can only do that for another week before I'm destitute. I have like 32 <laughs> gold. We made a bunch of yeah. money. Yeah, did, did you, you guys pay yourself? I got my hat of disguise and my whip. Okay, uh, so you bought stuff. I was going to yeah. say, we're saying that the, the rich girl didn't save um, any money. Yes. I thought we gave the hat of disguise to Rexus. Oh, did we? Rexus would be fine just borrowing that from you if he needs it. Okay, so. we'll do that. We'll just say it's a it's a borrow thing, that whenever yes. he feels the need to go out, he can be like, poke, poke, Lucia, hey, I want to get out. So Chesri is going to stop by the Devil's Threads on his way out of the uh, Devil's Nursery. Chesare, if you want, uh, I suppose, Niccolo, you're going back to your own house, I imagine. Yeah, at this point. Yep. Go put those manacles in your door. Um, <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah. Uh, I think all of the rest of you either need to go to Bleak Bridge or go across Bleak Bridge. So I imagine you all walk together and then Chesare is like, I'm going to stop in here at the rich place. Mm-hmm. Goodbye, everyone. Same. <laughs> Victoria probably heads back to Pietro's. Okay. But yeah, Cesare, you can make your way into uh, Devil's Threads. The Devil's Threads is a, from the outside, it's immediately apparent what this business is. Uh, as you approach closer, you can see that same symbol that you'd seen on each, on Hedeman's card is also over the door. There's just a fine silver sign hanging out front. Two sets of bay windows are on either side of the bright red door that leads into the structure. Each one of these are full of standing uh, dress mannequins as well as gentlemen's clothing. Uh, all of the clothing is exceptionally fine. Making your way up before you can actually even reach out to like grab the handle for the door, the door is open as a well-dressed gentleman gestures you inside. This is a tiefling man, maybe in his mid-twenties. Good morning, sir. May I take your cloak? Sure. Cesare will hand him his cloak. He, it's not very fancy. <laughs> he takes it, smiles. You don't see anything cross his face about it not being fancy. Hangs it on the rack, gestures forward. Uh, the entirety of this like entry area there's a table directly ahead of you full of a variety of different hats and fine clothing lines the left and right hand walls the back section has a large counter and behind it you can see large bolts of cloth just rolled up and set on the wall back behind it Chesare's like I have 30 gold in my pocket I could buy so many nice clothes (laughs) a door in the back opens Hedeman makes his way out wearing a new finely pressed like baby blue suit with silver trim he inclines his head, smiling. Ah, Mr. Nightbloom, I believe it was. You can call me Cesare, no need to stand on formality. Cesare. He smiles, makes his way forward, extends his hand. Cesare takes it. Then you may call me Hedman. He inclines his head. Thank you, girl. The man nods, takes a step back, folds his arms uh, against him and leans against the doorframe. And you guess waits for the next customer to come up so he can open the door <laughs> for him and take their coat. He's the Walmart greeter. You know. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> But at a much fancier place. Perhaps you should take a break for a few moments. He smiles, nods, inclines his head towards Cesare, and then makes his way off towards the bag. I had some news that I thought 
you might want to hear. Of course. Para, I imagine. It's... It's not necessarily good, unfortunately. If it was good news, <laughs> I'd be surprised. It was tooth fairies. Tooth fairies. I know it sounds insane. Not insane, but it does sound... A random batch of tooth fairies. Serial it murdering. It wasn't a random. Hmm. Someone sacrificed a small boy, and the tooth fairies were born from his teeth. I'm assuming that the creatures have been, uh... They have been dealt with, though we unfortunately do not have any leads behind for who was behind the ritual and their summoning. Well, I appreciate you letting me know. Para will be greatly missed. But for now, at least, hopefully, the killing should stop. These murders, yes. But until something is done to... He looks out the window, watches a few carriages roll by, to fix what is wrong with our city. I can't imagine. Have you ever heard of the Silver Ravens? I did when you told me about them before. <laughs> How would you feel about helping us? <laughs> he gestures to himself. Do I look like I've done a single bloody's day work in my life? <laughs> you don't necessarily have to be out on the streets killing tooth fairies to be of assistance. That's good. I would probably be very poor at it. <laughs> there are other ways that you could help. Information, keeping an ear out. Costumes. <laughs> I'm not going to ask the man for costumes. Lucia needs a costume for her vigilante persona. <laughs> well, Lucia can ask him for one then. Lucia's broke right now. Yeah. <laughs> I would be willing to assist your organization as I can. I cannot openly. Of course. We're trying our best to... Let me just say I don't think the university would keep me employed if they knew what I was doing on my off days. It's probably only a matter of time. You understand that, of course. Cesare nods. I represent something. I'm an example of what can be accomplished. I can't let the people of this city see me encouraging some sort of anti-government movement. Of course. But any help that you could provide us would be greatly appreciated. I can imagine some ways that I could provide some assistance. Perhaps in a little bit more of a don't take this the wrong way. Your outfit's actually quite presentable. <laughs> Some of your compatriots, though, could use a little bit of a, an image rebranding. Yes! <laughs> Costumes! I am going to point out that in my backstory, I put that Vittoria is incredibly put together. I, I will point so out that what she's got. I will point out that he said some. Oh <laughs> I mean, I'm not put together at all, so... Chesare er, reaches up and scratches Raven. I believe Raven was wishing she had the cloak last night in the rain. Oh, that would have been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I did make some cloaks once for these horrible little terriers that I believe uh, Melodia Delarange had special request. <laughs> nice. I would love to be able to make something for a much more sophisticated animal. All I can picture is Raven preening. Yeah. Yeah. Raven do. does preen a little bit. You can't see it, but I'm blushing. I do have one more question on a more personal note. Absolutely. Would you like to get dinner with me sometime this week? Oh! <laughs> Hello. Oh, very forward of you. Chesare shrugs. Especially for an elf that's used to having patience. <laughs> Yellow. I wouldn't be opposed, although I will stick by my uh, my reputation 
So, as such, I would prefer if we could find a place to frequent in this region. Bring back into the local economy, if you will. That sounds perfect. Very well. Are you going to need a new outfit for it? Sorry, <laughs> <laughs>, laughs, and then probably nods his head. And it, like that, a new how ship much? is born. <laughs> nice. I, uh, how much do clothes in this shop cost? Is Chesare going to have a heart attack? Uh, they're more or less divided into two categories, which are fine clothing, which are about two gold pieces each. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Or his high fashion clothing. Those are about 55 gold. Whoa! Yeah, I'll buy a nice, like, two gold suit to wear on my date with him, but holy... Yeah. <laughs> you know? Very well. Dang. He can even pick I it up. I must out. ask before we begin, of course, do you have a license for embroidery? No, I do not. Do you sell them? <laughs> <laughs> I do not. And unfortunately, it has rather undercut some of my stock. Um, I don't like to wear the color red. I don't particularly like the color red. It's a violent, angry color. <laughs> I prefer blues. You, that's unfortunate about the reds. You are a bit of an autumn, but you might be a winter. <laughs> <laughs> yes! I love this man oh, so much. Oh, yes, I totally ship this. This <laughs> yes, is happening. Yes, Set good. sail for the good ship, uh, Chesserman. <laughs> Chesserman. <laughs> Chesserman. <laughs> yes, but Chesare will spend time at the shop, and I need to mark off two gold for a suit. I uh, yes, yeah, yeah, that would get you a suit or a uh, fine clothing. Uh, it's apparently fine clothing suitable nice. for noble or royalty. Uh, is made with expensive oh, fabrics, precious metals, and intricate patterns. You can wear only one tool set of light bulk with fine clothing instead of the normal two bulk, uh, as it doesn't have a lot of pockets. Yeah, it's not like I wear armor. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't have nearly the pockets that your explorer's clothing has. All right, that's two gold. Yep. Notably, your uh, explorer's clothing can also be magically upgraded. This cannot be. All righty, but I guess Cesare will buy his new suit and then head home. So, uh, again, this is Sunday, so this is going to get us into uh, our first bout of the Silver Raven's Rebellion mechanics. Woo! I guess, you know, we head over to Long Road's coffee shop before we go to Clench Jaws. Yeah, I mean, you can all meet up there. Uh, sure. You're planning on going to Clench Jaws this evening? Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Yes. So. yes. So, uh, so everyone make sure to mark off your, I believe it's copper piece. Yep. yep. For the bridge. Across the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most expensive adventure path, like, in just existing. We need to get stealthier. We need to get a little boat to just, like, yeah. We learned to fly. Chesare has a six in stealth. It's not like he can, We just need you know, to find a, a, some way to get a boat that'll just drive us across no, under the bridge. We just need to fly, obviously. I mean, you know how expensive that would be? <laughs> So, that evening, well, actually, before it even gets to that evening, later on that afternoon, after, uh, I suppose, Adria closes up shop, mm-hmm. no one's drinking coffee, really, after, like, 5 o'clock, so, unless, you Except know, there's a couple people, well, there's a couple people that show up at, like, 4.30 to get giant things of coffee to take back, because <laughs> you are in the, yep. the college district here, mm-hmm. so, yeah, but I suppose that later on that day, you all gather across Bleak Bridge in the wasp nest underneath the Long Roads Coffee House. And we're going to get into our first brush on the Rebellion mechanics, shall we? Mm-hmm. Sounds so good. So, for Alrighty. the Rebellion mechanics, make this quick and easy. So, uh, the Rebellion in play, once you've taken control of the Silver Ravens, which you have, you'll take a quick break at the end of every week, or the beginning of the week in this case, to maintain and lead the Rebellion. Uh, you don't really need to take any extra time to do this. Generally, the Silver Ravens Rebellion actions uh, happen regardless of your character's day-to-day activities. Mm. So, it's assuming that you guys are checking in periodically and maybe and making these decisions, but at the same time, you're not having to devote your downtime to it. Mm. Uh, so this comes in three phases so we're going to start with phase one which is our upkeep phase 
or the upkeep phase is the key to the rebellion's growth. The primary way that you do this is by the recruit supporters action. Uh, unfortunately, standing against the government is exhausting and frightening. And every week, possibly some of the rebellion supporters may drift away. So the first thing is we are going to need to have our recruiter. That's me. Uh, roll a loyalty organization check with your recruiter's bonus. Okay. And we have uh, our six positions. Lucia is the party's demagogue, correct? Yep. Awesome. And then Nicolo is the party's partisan. Correct. And Adria is the party's recruiter. Yep. And Rexus is your sentinel. Yes. And then Vittoria is your spymaster. Correct. And Cesare is your strategist. Yep. All right. Uh, Adria, your loyalty check will be a four plus whatever your charisma modifier is. Charisma or wisdom. Okay. So I rolled a five. I have a four. That's a nine. Yep. So 14 total. 14. All right. So that is actually a failure. Uh-oh. I rolled a five. Uh, at which point I'm going to need you to roll 2d4. Uh, three. Good news, bad news. Uh, unfortunately, your first loyalty check there failed, which means that you unfortunately lost the three people that Nicolo actually recruited mm. uh, during his time at the riot. Sad. Aww. On the plus side, you also gained three new supporters because of the reputation of yours beginning to spread around Devil's Nursery. Okay. All right. So net zero. Okay. <laughs> all right, I'll take it. <laughs> That's all right, I guess. Yeah. It could be worse. Helping the tieflings. That is step one of the upkeep phase. There actually are three steps, but the other two steps we don't need to do. Hey. Because one of them is if your notoriety is at its maximum, at which point there's an inquisition and I need to worry about murdering tons of people in the city. Yikes. Uh, I don't have to Ew. do that yet. And the other one's in case you're, you've increased your rank, but you guys have not increased your rank and will not until you reach at least 10 supporters. All right. Alrighty. I mean, Cesare will let everybody know that Hedeman's uh, cool. on board. Sure. And that some of you need makeovers. Lucia <laughs> <laughs> looks down at her, like, patched clothing. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He doesn't work in reds, though. I mean, he didn't name a names. Yeah. <laughs> and he's going to make Raven some new clothes. <laughs> Raven's going to be so fancy with little vests and cloaks. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Look at me. Look how beautiful I am. All right. From there, we go to the activity phase. You guys have one team. Yay. Yay. Uh, since you only have the one team... They pretty much determine the actions that you can take right now, although there are some actions you can do without a team. Mm. Mm. Gather info. On what? Do you guys want to do gather information? That yeah, random guy that's, that's in Devil's Nursery would be a good start. Yeah. So, yeah, they can attempt to gather information. In addition to that, you also have a strategist in the form of Cesare. Uh, Cesare, that means that you get to select an additional action that the group rebellion can do. Your party can, or your teams can only do one action at a time which means that the Fushi sisters are currently occupied out gathering information, which means that you can do things mm -hmm. that require no teams. Uh, that would be things like changing officer roles if you wanted to switch out whoever does what. I don't, I don't know why you do that during do the that. very first day, but it's yeah. also there. Uh, dismiss team if you wanted to kick uh, the Fushi sisters to the curb, which no. is technically an option. I don't think we're doing that either. Uh, there is guarantee event, which means that by deliberately lowering the organization's guard, you can increase your notoriety score, but guarantee an event occurs during the next event phase. If you want to do something like organizing a protest or things like that, it draws a lot of attention to you. Uh, there is lie low, which you don't really need to do right now. It reduces your notoriety. You can also, if you want to, recruit supporters. That does not require a team. We should do that. So basically you and Adria... Yeah coordinate and then you try to get more supporters yeah let's we still need we're still babies we need we need, we need more supporters uh you can also and you can hold off on this if you want to you can also recruit your own team that's separate from the fushi sisters if you mm -hmm. want to recruit new people do you want to uh recruit supporters yeah 
So choosing to recruit supporters uh, can only be made once per activity phase. You can attempt to recruit additional supporters to do so. Cesare, since you're the one initiating this, you will need to attempt a loyalty organization check. All right, so I rolled a 14, so I get a 15. All right, and then the plus three, because uh, you also are working with your loyalty officer, which in this case is Lucia as well. hey so, so 18. All right, so an 18 is successful. Woo! Yay! Uh, as this does go against the organization check DC, which is the standard DC for your level. So in this case, pretty much every check that you do is going to be against a DC 15. Nice. All right, uh, and Jessica, go ahead, and since you are the recruiter, bounce me 2d6 plus your, uh, your wisdom. Okay, two plus six is eight, plus four is 12. So yeah, over the course of the next week, the two of you will be basically going out, trying to coordinate, get together, uh, probably finding little coffee dens and things like that. Places where, you know, revolutionary thinkers get Cesare together. Cesare subtly slips flyers to his coolest students. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> You're like returning their homework papers and like in between, there's just like a, hey, by the way. I put them in the wrapping of uh, bases yeah. I sell. <laughs> uh, so yeah that is a success which means that you will recruit 12 new supporters by next week wow cool. nice nice uh, which means that if something terrible doesn't happen you guys will actually rank up to rank two for your rebellion next week Ooh, nice. something terrible may still happen you never know <laughs> uh so and we're also gathering information correct mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you guys are doing a lot of loyalty here so gathering information is a loyalty check uh although in this case since this is not cesare's bonus action or recruitment check that's going to be Jordan. Yay, I get to do th something. So, Lucia, you are going to need to make an organization check. Uh, it's a loyalty check, so you're going to be bouncing your loyalty. Your modifier is three because it is just your charisma. Well, heck, I rolled a two, so that's a five. You get a five? That yep. is a critical failure. Yes, it is. Right on the nose for a critical failure, I might add. So, on the plus side, a critical failure on a uh, organization gather information check does not present you with false information. Hey. It instead, mean, however, means that they have drawn the attention of the Dutari uh, as they oh. determine that you're asking questions. We should have well, put Jordan in a role that didn't require rolling. <laughs> well, yeah, why did we do this? There, there's not a role that doesn't require rolling. That's fair. No. There's, there, there are all roles with rolling. Yeah. Mm. This is a rolling So congratulations. Game. You have gained three notoriety. Oh, heck. Um, so you're not as under the radar as you were. Well, Last so much week. for secrecy. Time to start smashing windows and starting riots. Hey, that's my specialty. <laughs> <laughs> Bring in Nicolo. <laughs> Nico smash. Nico smash puny Datari. <laughs> Nico strongest raven. <laughs> so. so, and that means last thing you're going to need to determine is whether or not an event happens. Okay. Uh, uh, so whether or not the event happens is me rolling. Mm. Oh. Oh, God. Do we get to choose what we want the event uh, to be? By any chance? Uh, only if you take that guarantee event action, oh, which makes you well. also more notorious. Nope, no thanks. <laughs> We're already notorious, thanks to me. All right, well, good news. Uh, nothing happens. Well, I say good news. It's good news, bad news, considering that some of the events are actually things like random people do a successful protest, or suddenly you get like a boost in popularity or things like that. It's kind of like running a podcast. Mm. <laughs> like, I don't know why our subscription numbers went up this week, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some of them are just kind of fun and interesting, even though they're bad for you. Aww. So that is the rebellion actions. There cool. you go. Cool. So pretty quick, hopefully painless. <laughs> Had to explain a couple things this time, but I imagine as it goes on, it's just going to be quick, rapid fire. Uh, hopefully, I didn't get to better do rolls anything. next time. Yeah, rolls were bad. Yeah. Well, and as you get more teams, you guys will be able to actually do things with like secrecy or security or things like that. But uh, unfortunately, that means two of the people just didn't have really anything to do this time because you only have one team. 
Fair enough. Sad. And I guess while we're all at the roadhouse, we'll get uh, the roadhouse. That's not what it is. <laughs> the roadhouse. Texas roadhouse. Yeah. We're all have, sitting down some steak Rex, and yeah, Rex, some peanuts. Rex comes line dancing down the, the hallway. <laughs> While we're at the uh, coffee shop, I will give Rexus those notes in Aklo. I suppose you'd probably do that just before the meeting. Going downstairs, by the way, since mm-hmm. it's the first time many of you have been back, the place is pristine. Nice. Like, he nice. has swept, cleaned, uh, cleared off that table and everything else. Uh, Laria's allowed him to take a couple extra chairs from upstairs, so you have some t- chairs down here to uh, to sit around the little table so that you can all gather together in your little uh, secret office base. and Nice contemplate what you're doing. There's also a slightly out-of-date map of Cantargo uh, on the wall now. <laughs> but only slightly. Currently, there's a pin stuck where the Devil's Nursery is, a pin stuck where Clinch Jaws is, and a pin stuck uh, both where the uh, the Badger was, the Silver Star Music Shop was, and the Vitacora Family Estate. And I guess once you give him the update, he pulls the, the pin out of the uh, Devil's Nursery. Mm. But, uh, you know, Rexus would take the notes, glance them over. Um, yes, unfortunately, Aklo isn't exactly something I, uh, <laughs> I studied in school. My mother may have been able to. She loved esoteric languages, but... Well, it seems like he got time uh, to learn. Time, but not the resources. There are very, very few books written in Aklo and no encouraging people how to learn the language books. Is that cubby where all those other old documents used to be still down here? It's just been cleaned yeah. out. Cesare will roll up the papers and stick them in one of the cubby holes. The force safekeeping for now. As a side note, uh, Aklo is not a language you can choose because it's an uncommon language. Well, boo. So you would need to be able to find some place. To give you an idea of the secrecy of this language, because it's not, it was not obvious in the previous edition, it's what the Necronomicon is written in. Hmm. Oh, fun. It is, it is not a language that is commonly used by anyone other than the drow. Yeah, it's like the great old ones. Ooh, we pick one word and we put it on like a badge and we wear it around town and we keep an eye on anyone who seems to know that language and then we accuse them of summoning a tooth fairy. (laughs) Old strategy, Cotton. Objection. (laughs) So yeah, I suppose after that you uh, you resolve your rebellion things, and are you? Do you have a plan? Well, Clinch Jaws, I think. Yeah, meet at Clinch Jaws uh, in the evening. And hopefully so. we find out information about this mysterious man in Devil's Nursery, so we can go finish that well, investigation off. I have a feeling that that's probably going to be later on. Yeah, yeah. Because at the moment we really have no lead or way of finding out anything else, so. Yep. Short of like magic. The Fushi sisters going to be coming. Yeah. yeah. The Fushi sisters going to be coming back and be like, well, we tried to gather information, but it turns out Tiflings and Tengu aren't necessarily like, they don't necessarily like us any more than they like any of the other non Tiflings. <laughs> Even though I've got a bird head. But I suppose you gather yourselves together. You set off making your way back out into the, uh, the steadily darkening streets as you make your way back towards Clinch Jaws, crossing across the majority of the, the northern portion of the city of Cantargo, you begin to approach towards the tavern, and you can already hear the rowdy crowds beginning to build up inside. Cesare tries to keep the look of distaste off of his face. I suppose you begin to make your way up towards the uh, the steps making their way into Clinch Jaws. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we'll pick it up here next time. Oh, man. Oh, oh, bar fight next time, you say. Uh, bar fight. <laughs> bar fight part two. All right, well, I'm going to defenestrate somebody. (laughs) Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Hell's Rebels is copyright 2015. 
Hell's Rebels and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Find the Path Ventures have converted Hell's Rebels from Pathfinder to Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Conversion notes are available to our Patreon backers at patreon.com backslash findthepath.